Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. Uh, I am delighted to be joined by my good friend, uh, Thomas Becks. Uh, hello, Thomas. How are you? Hey, Sarsha. I'm, uh, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> enjoying, quote unquote, the Irish summer at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I think, summer, quote unquote. We, ha- we have had a few good days, not like the rest of you. I mean, it, I think we're... I think a few people, especially in Europe, they would probably uh, they would probably prefer this summer than what they're going through, like in the UK and France and Spain. And I know some people who said, "Yeah, we would like to breed." <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, we, we would like so if they send like a like two degrees or three degrees our way, and we will send a bit of the rain their way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would prefer it to be not raining as much, maybe. But uh, we still had record-breaking temperatures here um, a few, well, last week, two weeks ago, that it was 30, uh, you know, a stunning 32.3 degrees, um, which I think for us was uh, was a record. But um, no, we haven't been melting like the rest of the world. Not yet, anyway. Not yet, no. Who knows? Um, maybe maybe this will turn into some Car- Caribbean uh, island uh, soon and we can have our own monkey island here. Well... Uh, well, funny you should mention that. At the moment, uh, you could say we're maybe not quite Bermuda, like in the new Monkey Island game. But um, yeah, no, we shall see what uh, what winter brings, because I think we've already had our summer, which was, I believe, uh, from Monday to Wednesday this year. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was a day shorter than last year. But, yeah, but still, uh, there's always next year. Uh, but <laughs> exactly. but. But yeah, so hopefully people listening, wherever you are, you're not melting anymore. Um, But yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, Laura is uh, not with us this week. Uh, Her Twitch, she's a YouTuber now. Did you know that, Thomas? She's a YouTuber. She's uh, her her other podcast was nominated for an award and she's hitting the the big time. So uh, I don't think we'll ever be seeing her here again. Probably not. No, 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 no. It's, uh, yeah. And you know how she's like making those millions, probably billions from, you know, being a YouTuber. Well, you know, I just asked her, you know, if she could send some of that money my way instead of like putting it into the offshore bank accounts in the Cayman Islands. But um, yeah, we had a bit of a shouting match and it got nasty. I mentioned NFTs. Yeah, I, I regret that now. So um, yeah, it looks like I'll have to apologize to Laura if we want her back. Um, it better, but, yeah, yeah, I know. Also, she has, uh, I believe, some internet issues. Uh, I believe a cable has gone down in her <laughs> in her area. Yeah, it's not so. just her; it's yeah, it's the entire nation <laughs> that, that, that are having uh, internet issues there. But but I I prefer the the whole argument. I prefer the whole drama dramatic angle. But yeah, so hopefully she'll have internet back soon, and we'll hear from her very well. We will actually hear from her in this uh, episode uh, later on. Uh, she will be reviewing Nightmare Frames and uh, Stray, where he plays a cute little kitty cat in a cyberpunk. She's uh, such world. a good media person that even when she's not there, she's still reviewing. Uh... I know that's uh, that's dedication. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what games will you be reviewing, Thomas? I will actually be reviewing two games this day, this time. 
I will be reviewing uh, Tacoma and the Shore. Lovely. And I will be reviewing the new game uh, released uh, in July 2022, Intruder and Antiquonia, and Suzerain, which was released, I believe, in uh, 2019, 2020. Um, but I just managed to finish that twice. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah. And uh, now before we go, do you know what this... Uh, can you read this, Thomas, on the... Uh, oh, no, you can't see it. Oh, I was going to tell... On your, on your cup, you have to hold, hold your cup in front of your face then. Yes, I love your dad jokes. Yes, and... thank you. Thank you, finally. <laughs> you do know get... that you have to be a dad be before you can make that uh, well, joke. Well, right? it doesn't matter. I still make dad jokes. So <laughs> I got you. Listen, actually, Tom... there's a there's a there's a slight typo on that mug. It should be I love your bad jokes. But... Well, same thing. But yeah. uh well, well, I finally got you on uh, on record as saying that. But um anyway, shall we get to the news? Um, There's news. Yeah, what well, did I mean? That's amazing. I mean, not much is there because you know the whole genre is dead. It's doing its whole dead thing again. So I don't think there's much news. Is there? You're doing this again? This whole dead thing? Yeah, again. Why? Uh, why? Every month. But let's see if oh. we can. Um, if there are any new games or any new trailers, and uh, let's go to. Oh, there's a new trailer for uh, Return to Monkey Island. Excellent. Let's hear um, it. Pirating is in my blood, like adrenaline or stale grog. I've been in enough scraps to fill a dozen scrapbooks. I've got stories about ships, fights, love, treasure, betrayal, and root beer. But how about one that has all of the above? My name is Guybrush Threepwood, and this is a story about the time I finally found the secret of Monkey Island. I brush three wood. Return to Monkey Island. The first gameplay trailer was released one day after we finished recording last time. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ron Gilbert. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah we, we, you know he's listening to the podcast. Absolutely. He's, he's doing this on purpose. Doing? Absolutely. He's, he's trolling us. And uh, it's, yes, the same, it's the same way that Kevin Feige has listened to the Empire podcast and always drops the latest trailer absolutely. right after they record. So <laughs> they're, it's the same with us. They're, they're, they're tr well, Ron Gilbert is tro trolling us and Kevin Feige is trolling uh, Empire. And speaking of trolls, uh, very, very briefly, I, don't wanna, I do not want to spend too long on this uh because i don't think they deserve that much attention but uh, when the trailer dropped uh, most people were pretty happy uh they were pretty excited still then unfortunately on ron gilbert's personal blog he got quite a bit of, of abuse and 
threats and attacks and some utterly vile comments from dregs of society and he closed the blog said he wouldn't be talking about monkey island anymore thankfully he is talking about more on twitter and promoting it and there is a hashtag monkey island monday so they release some gameplay every monday and i just want to say one thing again very briefly to people who are critical of the graphics there have been some people that have been criticizing the graphics and first of all sure you agree thomas that everyone is entitled to their opinion everyone you know might have different opinions and they are entitled to it yeah there's a difference between being critical and being an asshole so yes my issue and again it's not everyone and even if you're not like trolls like saying utterly vile comments my issues with people who are repeatedly and relentlessly criticizing the graphics and the art style who are spamming every comment you know, on every monkey island video that's made on youtube on twitter on facebook on wherever that it's like okay we get it you do not need to repeatedly and relentlessly criticize the graphics if you hate the graphics that much just don't buy the game when it comes out it's not even out yet but just don't buy the game save yourself some money or if you are a monkey island fan then just buy it and maybe everything else you will like but it's also completely pointless to repeatedly criticize a game like some people have been doing because it's not going to change anything. Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman and the team, they're not going to change the graphics or anything about the game based on feedback at the moment. This is what we're going to get, whether we like it or not. And yeah, it's, it's just, um, I mean, there have been some kind of funny comments, but from people on forums, uh, there was one person who's saying that, um, oh, Ron Gilbert has been very condescending and then not giving any examples whatsoever. Uh, another person said uh, he, he on a YouTube video, he went into very long explanation as to, as he, he said that, oh, Ron Gilbert himself knows that the graphics suck. Uh, no. And he said that Ron Gilbert should have tested the waters. Ha ha ha. Um, I don't think he meant to tell the joke. And, but, I, but then also another person said that he think, or he said, they're the majority. No, you're not. If you do not like the graphics, I'm sorry to tell you this, but polls have shown that you are in the minority. Again, you are entitled to your own opinion, but you are Shut not. Shut the hell up. Yes. Say it <laughs> once, move on. And my favorite comment, probably of all time, one loser, doofus on Facebook, because he didn't agree with Ron Gilbert closing his comments, he said, Oh, Ron Gilbert, something like Ron Gilbert is a failed developer. This is something that a failed developer would do. And I, it's a pity I didn't screenshot that comment because I I, I don't know whether to salute that person or <laughs> I mean, just a privilege and entitlement. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Look, you don't like the graphics. You can mention it once or twice and move on. If this game is not for you or the graphics are not for you, but it's not healthy or helpful uh, just to just to continuously and relentlessly criticize the same thing over and over again. Are uh, you have anything to add, Thomas? Sir? Well, that's what the block button has been invented for. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, what did you think of the graph of the of the trailer overall, Thomas? From what we've seen, I thought it was pretty cool. I saw a lot of mm. familiar faces, more than we saw in the in the teaser, of course, which which makes sense. I, mm -hmm. I have a feeling that uh, most of the usual suspects uh, from uh, the first three monkey games uh, will uh, will return in some way or another. And I also got the impression, and maybe this was already shared or something, that we also get to play as Elaine. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but it looked like it. Yeah. I haven't well, heard anything differently. That would be pretty cool. And um, 
yeah, I'm just looking forward to uh, to to actually playing it. <laughs> yeah, I just I just hope he uh, yeah he's still he, he's he's gonna make the game that he wants to make and the story that he wants to tell and. I'm going to play that and I'm going to love it or not. And if I don't love it, then I'll have some something to say about it. And if I love it, I'll also have something to say about it. But whatever it is, I am looking forward to uh, seeing the finished product. Yeah, I think, if, you know, as you mentioned, the game isn't even out yet. Um, but yeah, from the trailer, it looks like there are some characters that are returning. We saw the uh, Swordmaster of Melee Island there and a Wally and a few others and some new characters as well and some new locations uh, such as uh, I mentioned before, Bermuda. Um, so um, we uh, we still have no release date. We still don't know when it's going to release. It still says 2022, and there's not that long left in 2022. Well, it's a good thing that we don't have anything else to play then, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so again, adventure genre is dead. Uh, oh, but uh, right before we started recording, there was kind of a new game announced, at least a new title. Um, because uh, Cloak and Dagger Games were working on Incantamentum. Well, that is now a uh, change. That is now going to be published by none other than Wajidai. Uh, the CEO is Dave Gilbert, who made, of course, uh, Unavowed. And there's a new name now, which is called The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. And they just released a new trailer, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> uh, have you seen the trailer, Thomas? I've seen parts of it, so if you want to uh, share it with the audience now, that would be grand. Dearest Mother, what I am about to recount to you will seem beyond comprehension. I have spent these last years in torment, trying to piece together what remains of fractured memories. How does one even attempt to describe the indescribable? They had gone to great lengths to seal Hobbs Barrow. I should have realized their efforts were not only to keep us out, but also to keep something contained within. <gasps> oh, mother, what have I done? you lie to me? To protect me? You failed. So yeah, that is uh, the excavation of Hobbs Barrowed. Again, no specific release date, uh, said 2022. Um, now, I was already looking forward to this. But mm -hmm. now that um, Wajidai Wajid games are involved, I, I don't think Dave Gilbert has either developed or published a bad game. <laughs> no, it is kind of a stamp of uh, of, of approval if you get yeah. published by Wajidai. So um, I played the demo, and um, that was one of the of the the games that really uh, yeah I just love the whole atmosphere. Uh, it's got a bit of a, a bit of an Indiana Jones feel. It's got a bit of a, of a Lovecraftian feel. There mm. is just, I want to know what this story is about. Uh, this is one of those games that I will dive in as soon as I can. Yeah, no, it looks really, really good. It's a pixel art game as well for those of you listening. And um, it's uh, now it has voice acting. I don't believe it had voice acting before. I don't At think so demo. either. Yeah. yeah. So and the voice acting pretty good. I don't know who it is. I probably should know. 
Um, but uh, of course, that's on Steam, and you can wishlist it as well. It's the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. So, really looking forward to that. Um, oh, and here's uh, another game. Uh, have you heard of? Uh, I don't know. Is it uh, Ken and Roberta Williams? Don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, are so, they uh, two up and coming? Uh, yes, uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, I don't know if they've done very much, but uh, they're making a game. Of course, they are the. Uh, the founders of Sierra, and they're coming back, as I'm sure people know. Well, they released a new trailer uh, for their game, and they changed the name of their game as well. It's now called Colossal Cave, and it's reimagined by Roberta Williams, the ultimate 3D adventure. And it's going to be out for uh, PC, um, well, Windows, Mac, and MetaQuest 2, which is going to be in VR. So... No, uh, no consoles yet, but maybe that'll be something. Uh, maybe well. soon, maybe after. It's uh, well, this is um, uh, you know, there's still a pretty small team. I believe there's thirty, which is quite big for an adventure game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting that uh, now Roberto Williams is the only name there because uh, if you remember, Ken was started it. I believe he mentioned to us first he was working on a game. Now, I don't yeah. think it was this game. Uh, that he said he told us two years ago that he's going to try to convince Roberto Williams to join him. Since then, uh, they got, um, well, since then, they started working on this game. And now it's uh, Roberta Williams' name is only there. Uh, Ken Williams is not there. So <laughs> just find that interesting. I mean, I know she's more well-known for games. You know, she was the one who worked on the game. So it kind of makes sense that um, that way. But what do you think, Thomas, after having watched the trailer from what you know of this game? Um, what do you think? It's it's a bit hard to tell what it's going to be yeah. because all we see is like a camera a going into a cave and a dragon waking up and spewing fire. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to wait for a bit more information about this one. But yeah, it looks good. It looks interesting. Mm. Yeah, I still, I mean, of course, I'm excited that you know, it's a game by Roberta Williams. But yeah, like you said, we still don't know a lot about it. I didn't play the original Colossal Cave adventure um, and we haven't seen much. We haven't seen any gameplay. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm happy it's coming out. But yeah, like you, I think I'm still waiting for the spark to you know get really excited by it. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get more information. I believe it's coming out around November 2022 and fall of 2022, uh, they said. So we'll have more information as we get it. Now, as I said, it's VR, but also on PC. So you don't need uh, to have um, VR. A Mac. And a Mac, which is yeah. good. That's um, not, uh, that's pretty rare because a Mac is not made for gaming. No, <laughs> so uh, we'll have more when we have it on that game as well. But yeah, it's still pretty interesting that Ken and Roberto Williams are back making an adventure game, mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah, sticking now with uh, another new game with newer developers, uh, Madit uh, Games, who made Hand of Glory, they announced a sequel, Roots in the Sky: Hand of Glory Two. Who was I? A dead man walking who gritted his teeth, held together by his pride, who got up after every fall, who moved forward at any cost. I had help for a while. The weight on my shoulders remained heavy, and yet at the time, I didn't think it would crush me. But I can't share the burden this time. I'm alone again. Who am I? A dead man walking, who decided to become a ghost.
So yeah, that is Roots in the Sky, Hand of Glory 2, which has its uh, uh, its own Steam page, uh, where we play again as Lazarus Bundy, or what did he say? Lazarus Bundy. No, I can't remember. It's been a few years since I played that game. Yeah, um, and it wasn't. It was in two parts. Uh, yes, I, I hope. I hope this game will be one part. Yes, I um, I do too. And it it certainly looks like their um their typical uh, animation style. So that's mm. that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I really I really liked the uh, the Hand of Glory game. Yeah, I did and, too. Uh, uh, yeah, this this looks good. Yeah, looks I believe good. there will be another Kickstarter like uh, they had. For the first game and uh yeah it looks really nice voice acting is good same voice actor for laris bundy and i believe alice will be coming back as well um i hope we can get to play as her more because i really like that character but like laris bundy as well yeah but she was yeah. a really uh, interesting character and um some interesting locations we will get to go to uh rome uh to uh japan i believe and palestine and india so some very interesting locations in the game um so uh yeah that will be out in 2023 says on steam quarter four 2023 so still some time yet but there will be kickstarter first but yeah plenty of other games in the meantime (laughs) yeah any any other new games that we need to uh look into well there was um there was an announcement i mean plenty but there was an announce a release date announcement for one game uh nine world lives which is um a game again where you play as a cat not a game we play as a cat detective um but uh yeah again shall we play this trailer to see when this game will be out yes please cats cartels and crime welcome to meow meow furrington a city that will just as soon claw your eyes out as lick your face explore the hangouts and high points of this feline fatopia Solve the mystery of a murder that threatens to spill into the city like an overturned saucer of milk and ignite a war between the powerful Montemute and Catulate families. And lick things like an overeager kitten in a new house. Lick first and meow questions later. Oh, and definitely solve that murder, too. You know, if there's time. Stretch your legs, clean your whiskers, and dive into nine noir lives. Enjoy a classic point-and-click adventure game full of humor, crazy characters, and intriguing locations. Solve challenging puzzles and answer the immortal question, how many things need to be licked to solve a murder in this crummy town? Well, that one has a complete has a concrete uh, release date of September seventh yes. this year. So yes, so Excellent. not long to go uh, for this game. Um, also looks but, really really good. Yeah, looks really good. Uh, again, for people listening, it's uh, or cartoon graphics a bit like Didactic games, like Deponia, uh, but where you play as as a cat detective instead. And yeah, uh, I'll be talking more about that game when that uh, comes out. I spoke with the developers a couple of years ago. It's, it's it's like Deponia meets Inspector Waffles. Kind of, yeah. Now the main character is a lot nicer than Deponia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can hardly be than, worse than Rufus. Um, but yeah, I uh, I will be reviewing that game. I can safely say when it is out. So on our September episode, I'll be speaking a lot more about that game. So um, yeah. 
And then finally in news, uh, very, well, not, maybe not a completely new game, but uh, Siberia turns 20 this year, uh, which is hard to believe. And they have released uh, a bundle on Steam where you get all four games uh, together. And they had an interview on microids.com with some of the creators. Unfortunately, well, tragically, um, the creator Benoit Stockal, who died last year uh, in May 2021, but they spoke to other of the people on the development team. And, um, and they released a, a new trailer as well, um, uh, celebrating 20 years of Siberia. Um, so, um, yeah, um, yeah, we can uh, maybe show that trailer as well. So here is celebrating 20 years of Siberia. Imagine you are aware of the business that brings me here. My name is Kate. Kate Walker. Allow me to introduce myself. My common name is Austin. What are we going to do now? I really don't know anymore. It's a long journey, a very special journey. Take me to Siberia, Kate Walker. I promise, Hans Vongrund. Kate Walker? Time to wake up. trip has taken me far from New York and far from the Kate you once knew. And you know what surprises me the most? I don't miss it. So yeah, 20 years this year ago that uh, Siberia 1 was released. And since then, there have been four games altogether. Uh, you, did you play the first game, Thomas, I think? Or you? Yes, I, I bought it when it came out mm. back in the day. It was, uh, yeah, it was one of the few point-to-click adventure games that we yes. were, that new ones that we could play back then. So that was uh, uh, was a huge deal. So uh, I played it. I, I actually don't really remember if I finished it. So I really should um revisit the first three uh uh siberia games so i can you know properly do the story justice there yeah no absolutely and i'm currently playing through the fourth siberia game uh i hope to be able to review it next month but um i don't know if depending on if i finish it because it's a long game and uh i'll be going on holidays myself <laughs> soon so uh we shall see but yeah 20 years of siberia can get them all in a bundle and uh, really, I mean, it's ups and downs in the games as well. But um, but yeah, I think that uh, they have at least, you know, still 20 years later, the new Siberia game, which is great as well. So we'll be talking about more that more in the future. Uh, anything else, Thomas, or shall we move on? Um, well, a little bird told me that we have some new patrons. Yes. Uh, oh, before we, before we do that, actually, I meant to mention as well, 
Um, Spooky Doorway, the developers of the Dark Side Detective, uh, you know them. Uh, they're Irish developers, and they won some Irish Game Awards tw- uh, for 2021. Okay. They, they won uh, Game of the Year 2021, Best Narrative, Best Technical Achievement, and Best Game Audio. Now, I know some people might say, well, how many games are there in Ireland? There are a few. Uh, it's not a huge amount, but it's still a great uh, achievement, uh, I believe. And uh, they won their most anticipated game for Eldritch House, which is their next game, I believe. Uh, so huge congratulations to Spooky Doorway for those awards. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of um, of uh, of the Dark Thirty Texas series as well. But yes, you did mention, Thomas, we do have uh, new patrons. We are on Patreon. I wanted to say before forget uh hello to we got four new patrons this yes. month um awesome. so and i'll read them in order when they arrived the first one is this is his name that he put or they put hobo it's not me saying it that's their name uh and then apologies if i get this name wrong vaclav pitak uh james richards and albernick uh so they all are new patrons so huge thank you to the new patrons and everyone else there uh, if you would listening or watching would like to become a patron, you can check us out on patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. You will get these episodes uh, for, uh, well, for, well, not for free, but you get them if you become Patreon, uh, if you so wish, uh, before everyone else. Uh, they will be uploaded at least 24 hours uh, before um, they are uploaded publicly. And you get some um, some extras as well. So there are some spoiler uh, interviews that I did with like of James Dearden. Uh, Augustine Cortez, the developers of um, uh, Interrogation a few years ago, and a few others as well. And I will have some exciting news coming up that was thanks to the Patreons. Uh, I can't say really yet, I don't believe, but there will be some exciting news that we'll be able to put the to good use and really help the community as well. Um, so if you want to find out more again, patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast, and you'll be really helping us out and the adventure game community as I will talk more about in future. I think uh, I can let the Patreons know. So if you want to know what it is, you can join Patreon, find out before <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> I'm particularly excited. Now, if you're not able or don't want to become a Patreon, that's perfectly fine. Um, you can, yeah, also... if, if you can't afford it, don't do it. Yeah, we are, we do have cost of living, so only if you can't afford it. Uh, but you can help us in a number of other ways. You can leave a review. Uh, there's, there's a link in this uh, at the description on the show notes, ratethispodcast.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And you can leave a review, tell you where you can leave a review. So on Apple Podcasts, is that what's called? Um, it's called something else, I think. Um, well, it'll give you the links where you can leave reviews. And that will also hugely, hugely help us. And uh, you can also share these episodes uh, on Discord because I can share them, but it does, you know, I don't like self-promotion. <laughs> you know, I don't like to spam this, my own podcast. So if other people do it, it really, really helps um, a lot more than people think. Um, so yeah, so thank you to all the patrons. Thank you to everyone listening and watching and for your support. Um, it is hugely appreciated. So um yeah, How about so, we uh, we check so, out some reviews, uh, some see what we played this month. Yes, yeah, so Thomas, you've been playing some some games because uh, you. I know you've had some issues with your computer and your new computer as well. And uh, I know. Yeah, I've, a... I first had some health issues that prevented me from playing, mm. and then I, uh, I I my my PC died, and then I got a new PC, but it took a while to get everything set up. 
so finally, I uh, I actually got around to playing some uh, some games. They're not the, the longest games that I played, but uh, but there's they, there's they something. Were... Yeah, um, there's yeah, no, because uh, I know you you've had a rough year, uh, to say to say the least. But it, well, first of all, it's good to see you looking well. And um, but yeah, you played Tacoma, um, and I believe we have a trailer for this game. I know a lot of trailers. Yes, uh, in this do. episode. Uh, so yeah, so here is a trailer for Tacoma. You gonna need any help with that power cell hookup? Nah, I'm good. Gonna test the connection. How's yours look, baby? Voltage adapter in place. Ready to rock. Hit it. While aboard Tacoma Station, please remember that all activity on this facility is monitored by AR recording. It's been a year now since our crew has cycled onto the station. Personally, I'm happy for us. Happy to be stuck up here with these people for another year. Debris has... Meeting fire? 48 hours of breathable air. So we've got no air supply, no way to call for help. Minnie, I'm headed in. Need to figure out how to do everything we can to set this mission up for success. I can't do it. This is all crazy. We know it's not safe working up here. But BT could... BT's not coming. The clock is ticking. Odin, I'm freaking out. Close your eyes. We are the co-founders of Fulbright, and we hope that you'll enjoy finding out how Tacoma was made. I mean, isn't it strange? We've never felt the Earth's pull together. One day. One day. So, yeah, that was a trailer for uh, Tacoma. So, uh, Thomas, what can you tell us about this game that you played? Yeah, so Tacoma is a sci-fi uh, walking simulator. Um, it is the follow-up, not the sequel, but the follow-up to uh, Gone Home, which uh, we reviewed a couple of years mm. back, and we all thought was a brilliant game. Uh, this because I believe you had started it, but I believe you had, again, issues with your computer. Am I right? Yeah, I, I started yeah. this uh, like last year, uh, but my my PC just didn't didn't pull it. So uh, so now that I got a new PC, I, I really wanted to uh, to get back into it. And I knew it wasn't that long again. So I thought, okay, this is excellent because I can just, you know, play it over two nights or something. And um, it is about, uh, you, you are a salvager. You are hired by uh, a big corporation to uh, go into a uh, into a space a station to uh, salvage uh, any information about what happened there and the AI information. So that's what you're being sent into, and you have this uh, this technology where you can uh, recall uh, things that happened there, where you can you know like. Um, you can you can look back mm. in uh, and 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 see recordings of, of of stuff. They're they're not perfect. They are botched and they are bugged and stuff. But uh, the more you uh, investigate, uh, the more you explore the space station, the more you find out about the accident that happened and what actually happened to the uh, to the crew that was there. There were six people on this space station, and 
I can't tell you any more because that would be spoiling. You really need to check it out for yourself, but it is a very good story. It looks fantastic. Um, they, uh, what I thought was really funny, you know, remember in Gone Home, you can basically pick up anything <laughs> and you can drop anything and it bounces around sometimes. But here they, they added like this, 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 just this, this tiny detail, detail thing. Like they added where you can grab something and you can put it back at the exact same spot or you mm. can just drop it. And I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was so, uh, so cool. Uh, because yeah, it, it I remember when I played Gone Home would make it complete mess of everything because you would be grabbing everything and dropping it and it would be <laughs> completely mess messy. Here actually there are areas where things keep floating because you're in space. So if you if you throw things around uh you you'll run into them again. But it it it's a really good looking game. The uh, voice acting is great. Uh, I wish it was a bit longer. That's basically mm. the only real criticism I have. I wish it was a bit longer. It took me a little over 3 hours to finish the game. Uh, mm. It was definitely worth it. Um, and there is some replayability because I did not get all the achievements. So I'm very curious what other achievements there are. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's story-wise, this is this is fantastic. Yeah. Did, did you replay? Did you, uh, you didn't play with the uh, commentary again, did you? No, no, I wasn't aware there was commentary. Yeah, so if I you replay, I, uh, I did. And it's very interesting. They really go behind the scenes and talk about the voice acting and um you know inspirations for the game and how they got you know the research they did and there's a one of the characters I'm sure you uh remember it's called roberta yeah roberta williams yeah and they they say there that uh yeah she yeah roberta williams, that she is yes she is based on that roberta williams that they're okay. that they are big fans of uh of uh, adventure games as well obviously they made a adventure game and um and of sierra and roberta williams so that's their uh nod to her um, yeah, what what I do like uh, especially is the the way they um, they set the the atmosphere, they set the mood in the game, because the whole game, just like in Gone Home, the whole game, you're you're just wanting to find out what is actually going on. What is the deal with with this this space station, with this ship, with its crew? Um, and when you find out, it's actually pretty cool. Mm. It's a good it's a good uh, it's a good plot. It's a good story. So uh, yeah, it's it's also very relaxed to play. Uh, you just mm. um, yeah, you, there's no you don't feel feel rushed or anything. It's a very relaxed game, I thought. And you uh, have to uh, sometimes have to um, like you come into an area and then you can recover data, and that um, part of that recoverable data means that you also have to follow uh, certain characters around. So you can in, in within that area you can you can replay that um, that data that you recovered, but you can then follow different characters so you get the full story and that's pretty interesting. And then sometimes you get to uh, dive into those characters' lives a bit more by things you find. So yeah, it's uh, it, it really um, uh, you know I, how I love exploring in uh, in computer games. So this uh, this really um, ticked that uh, that uh, that box for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I loved uh, this game as well. I loved the story when I played it a, a couple of years ago now, I think. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I suppose you could say it's gone home in space, but that's doing it a disservice. because No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Gone no, home it's in not. Space. It's, I mean, they're both walking simulators, both relaxing stories. But yeah, they are different stories. They're quite different, Yeah, um, actually. But yeah, Very I really, different. really 
liked it as well as you said you know that and i i think you know the one of the new things it did compared to gone home is with you mentioned the recordings that you can watch in the game so you can watch the people uh if you were able to watch the trailer you can probably know what i'm talking about but uh you know they're they're a bit blurry as you mentioned a bit buggy not the game but it, these recordings in the game <laughs> but i think they really help to bring the character to life and even though you can't really see their faces uh, you can still see, you know, their shapes, and it does bring it to life. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't mind audio recordings, but I think this really helps to bring it uh, to life and really, uh, yeah, helps to tell it, the story. It, it draws you into the story, exactly. And, and, and sometimes it's just like a conversation between two people. Yeah, there's or, nothing. <laughs> uh, or, but but it, it gives you more background, and you're, you 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 care about these characters. You want you want to know what happened to them. You want to know if they survived or not. Yeah. So, uh, there's uh, there's you know there are, I think there's a couple of characters just going to the gym, just playing pool. Just there's a party I think early on. Yeah, they're baking there's, a cake and yeah uh, yeah. So relatively normal things, but you get to find out more about them. There's a, there's a cat uh, that is uh, running around the station. So, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I'll have to play it again. You had a lot, lot of cats today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're a bit cat, cat heavy today, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can never have too many cats. <laughs> that is true. Um, but, yeah, that is uh, Tacoma. It was released back in 2017. I believe it won awards as well. Uh, it was a finalist, uh, excellent in Narrative Independence Game Festival, finalist in Best Narrative BAFTA Awards, uh, best setting PC gamer game of the year award. So, yeah, I really loved the setting. I really loved just exploring this uh, this space station. What do you call? They're just seeing yeah. how they lived. Uh, I mean, just seeing like where they slept and and it feels know, really realistic. It, it does. The, yes, the way it would probably go in a, in in like fifty years if we have a space station, Absolutely, they would probably yeah. live like this. Yeah, because uh, the game is set in twenty eighty eight. Um, so. Yeah, and as you said, it's relaxing. Now, there are some dramatic moments and uh, some moments of tension that I remember. But yeah, you can kind of relax. That might be a good topic to do. What are the most relaxing adventure games yeah. at some point? Um, but yeah, so the game is Tacoma, T-A-C-O-M-A. Now, it's, again, all these games are available in on Steam. And this is available, I think, in all uh, you know consoles as well. PS4, yeah, I think I so think. too, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's available everywhere. Don't know if it's available on Switch or not, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, we would, be, yeah. But yeah, we'd include links to the website as well and to the Steam page. So that's Tacoma. So thank you, uh, Thomas. Uh, so now, so there's a new adventure game that was released just a few weeks ago, uh, Intruder in Antiquonia, which is a game set in the north of Spain, um, which uh, I've been looking forward to. So now there's no dialogue, but we can hear some of the music we're listening on the podcast. Um, so Thomas, would you like to see a trailer of this game? Yes, yes. I also played the demo, so I'm looking forward mm. to what you hear uh, to hear about what you think about this game. So this is Intruder in Antiquonia from Aruma Studios. And if anyone listened to or watched my interview with Ruben of Aruma Studios, uh, one of the things that really struck me was that he he's been coding since he was six years old, <laughs> um, nice. which is just absolutely astonishing. Um, so yeah, so this is their first adventure game. Um, and it's called, uh, so it's set in the fictional town in the north of Spain called Antiquonia, which is in the region of Galicia. And uh, you play as uh, young... Aren't, aren't you from around there somewhere? I, I'm from very close. Well, my mother is from there. So that's why I was, one reason why I was particularly interested in this game, because my mother is from 
uh, north of Spain in Bilbao, which is a few hours away from Galicia. Uh, similar weather. So <laughs> for anyone who hasn't been to the north of Spain, uh, the weather is similar-ish to, to Ireland. It rains more so than in the south usually. And not as much as in Ireland. They do have summers. But yeah, the weather is not as good as usually in the south. But um, yeah, so this is set in the region of Galicia. You play as a young woman in her late 20s, maybe 30, early 30s, uh, who is lying on the side of the road. And uh, she's picked up by the ambulance driver, uh, Karim, and he brings her to hospital. And then it finds out that she has uh, a certain type of amnesia. So a specific type of amnesia, can't remember the, the name of it. So she knows who the president is of the country, what country how to speak. Did you forget and, the name? Uh, yes. So I think I've got this amnesia. I mean, I've been having it a long time, I'd say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she doesn't remember who she is. She remembers nothing about her life. Uh, so everything up until that moment where she was by the side of the road, she doesn't remember anything at all about it. So throughout the game, I uh, to explore this, well, village really, uh, speak to these characters and try and remember who you are and uh, just, uh, you know, why you ended up on the side of the road. And then, well, don't want to give too much more away because again, that would be a spoiler. Um, so now th there is no getting away from it. A, a game with a story of uh, amnesia, it is very cliche. <laughs> uh, it's been done many times, but the advantage in this case is that you learn everything with the character. So um, another thing as well is in this town, the people, uh, they don't have internet. They're very anti-technology, uh, modern technology and anti-internet. So you have to figure out, well, is that related? So you have to uh, speak to some of the characters. Um, so yeah, with the story itself, I said it is a bit cliche, but um, you, you can still learn as you go along with the character. Uh, now, the mystery games like this, they kind of live and die, first of all, by is the mystery itself interesting and then the resolution, because a lot of times they kind of like go over the top and they kind of lose you. Thankfully, in both cases, for me, the answer would be yes. I did find overall the mystery to be interesting and I was happy with the resolution. Um, I thought it was done well. Now, again, I would have liked it to be a little bit longer. It took me about three hours, three and a half hours, but I don't think it was really too short either. I never felt shortchanged by the game either. Uh, now, it is a little bit leisurely paced. I mean, you mentioned their time it's a very suspenseful trailer. It does get suspenseful towards the end. Um, and it's not really a problem, but it is kind of like leisurely paced. Uh, one of the things that I would say that I think it could have improved on is, first of all, the music is really nice. Um, Ruben told me that it was uh, Galician music, so it's very authentic. Uh, but that's kind of like the only kind of music. And there are certain moments throughout the game that are, you know, suspenseful. So, for example, it could be someone outside looking at you through the window. And I think it could have helped if there had been, you know, like a dramatic music just for a few seconds, but it's still the same music. So <laughs> when you have this music that we heard in the trailer and then she goes, oh, my God, <laughs> uh, who is that? It, it didn't feel that dramatic because it's very relaxing music. So it kind of felt like a you know, conflict there. Again, not a huge thing, but I think that could have been done to help. But overall, I did like the story. Again, I don't think there was anything really spectacular about the game, but ultimately, I don't think there was anything particularly bad either, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the story, it did keep, keep me interested, keep me engaged. Now, one kind of issue I had towards the end is that one of the characters uh, who was, shall I say, in authority, 
they didn't it, it didn't seem that realistic because they kept uh kind of following your orders and i was like wait would this really happen now again they do explain it in the game but again i was like okay this person is just believing everything they say and um i was kind of like i would have liked a little bit more explanation maybe as to why they follow again nothing huge by any means but yeah i think one credit to the developers for uh, having for me at least a satisfying resolution. Uh, another thing I liked about the story about the characters is the character who I mentioned, Karim, the ambulance driver, the only ambulance driver in that town. Uh, he is of Moroccan descent, and that was as well as you know representation. That is realistic because if you go to a country like Spain, uh, you will see people you know from uh, many different parts of the world. Now he's Spanish. He's born in Spain, but. Uh, he is of Moroccan descent, and I think that that made it more realistic rather than, you know, just everyone being kind of like the same or looking the same. So I think that that was um, a really good thing. And uh, yeah, it gets very suspenseful towards the end. And I think uh, credit to the developers for having, you know, satisfying resolution. There are also some three uh, old men who sing the Galician hymn, and they're quite funny. <laughs> and a few others as well, a few other mysteries in the game as well uh, that I don't want to get into. I don't want to spoil it. I think the game- Yeah, looked... because I still want to play it. <laughs> exactly. So that's all I'll say. There's a mystery to find out who you are. I was satisfied. I personally was happy uh, with the resolution. Uh, I think as you can uh, see from the screenshot, I thought that the game looked really nice. Um, the game looks really nice, yeah. It's uh, It's uh, 2D graphics. Uh, and now they, there's no voice acting. It didn't really bother me, but what they did was they have character portraits as well. So to give emotion. So, uh, you know, so if she's surprised, then you'll have a look of surprise on her face. And I think that right. helped. Um, it would have been nice to have voice acting, but as Ruben told me then as well, that they had to decide uh, to have backgrounds or voice acting with their budget. So I think they made the right decision to focus on the backgrounds. Uh, I think because so too, yeah. Yeah, you need, first of all, good writing, which I think this has overall. Uh, now, the puzzles, most of them are quite uh, easy. There, there are a few puzzles you need, you need to have be observant. Uh, but most of all, typically, uh, you need to use, um, you know, inventory items, combine them. Uh, there was a couple of times when I got a bit stuck. Um, now, there was one time where I thought, oh, this is the answer. Of course, I should have known that. Maybe a couple of times. What I like is, you know, when you try and combine items and then they give you kind of clues as to maybe what you should use. Uh, here, there is nothing. They don't say anything. So again, I would have liked if they had maybe given some hints on how to progress. There was one logic puzzle, uh, which is quite easy. Oh, just your favorite. Thankfully, this is quite easy. It took me a few seconds. Now, I will admit, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm sure I could have worked it out, figured it out if I tried, but I was just pressing buttons and I got through it. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, again, I don't think any experienced adventure game player will... Um, that That is generally your approach to logic puzzles, isn't it? Just try, figure it out, like <laughs> yeah. in life as well. If the electricity goes out, just press all the buttons. And Well, I wouldn't really recommend doing that with electricity in real no. life. But, uh, and yeah, then as I said, the music was really, really nice, the authentic Galician music. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I really liked, uh, again, not a huge amount of locations in this game. Uh, but I really liked uh, you know the region and uh, you know it it did feel like a Galician village um, and uh, yeah so it took me three hours as I said there is nothing particularly spectacular but uh, mightn't be the flashiest game that's uh, that's out uh, now but I liked it overall I was really happy with it 
Um, you know, it's nothing particularly. Overall, bad it's a it's a good game. Yeah, I would say it is a good game. I would recommend it. Um, I think uh, it's a few hours if you want uh, a, a decent mystery story uh, to pass the time. Again, in an interesting location. Well, we mentioned this before, I think, with Crowns and Pawns, that it's great that these developers are making games based in their locations and their regions. And this is another one of those games where it's based, even though the town is fictional, um, it is... Uh, it is set in Galicia, where developers are from. So you get a taste of their culture as well, which I really liked. So yeah, I would recommend it. It's Intruder and Antiquodia. Uh, you can get this on Steam. And uh, the link will be in the show notes. And um, yeah, so uh, Laura, well, before we get to Laura, uh, she is going to uh, review Nightmare Frames. So again, we shall see a trailer for this game. And then uh, lovely Laura will be telling us what she thought about this game. Get into the Hollywood of 1985 with Alan Goldberg. He's responsible for the biggest box office hits of horror cinema. But he's lost in the studio system, incapable of showing his true potential. Now his fate is set to change in the search for a lost movie. The scariest movie ever. That looks. Uh, that certainly looks like something. Um, this is it one looks of the games. Pretty, pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah, very, it's one of the, uh, one of the very, games very, on my list. Yeah, mine too. Very eighties, very beast, beast, B movie horror. Uh, yeah, cool. So yeah, well, Laura, what what did you think of this game? If I can uh, ooh, figure out uh, the uh, audio, um, if not, I will edit this in afterwards. Hi guys, sorry I can't be with you to record this, but um, hope you're having a good time. And I've still played loads of games, even though I don't have any internet. So uh, I thought I would still give you my reviews for it because I think people need to hear about these games. Um, so this one I've got here is uh, Nightmare Frames, and it's by uh, by and published uh, Postmodern Adventures. Um, and I would say this is a pretty traditional point-and-click adventure game, to be honest, but with, with a sort of interesting twist, really. It's a, it's a sort of supernatural um, or kind of horror uh, point-and-click adventure game, which you don't get too many of. There are obviously a few notable ones, but... Uh, recently not not loads of them out and about obviously though you know there's still quite a few of them but yeah it's kind of uh, this sort of horror thriller game uh you play alan goldberg he's in search for the scariest hor horror film of all time basically you're told um that this horror film that's kind of been like, told in the ages this kind of mythical horror film um exists and you have the chance to try and go find it basically and you're told kind of if you do find it this um kind of studio this hollywood 
um, person who makes everything happen will basically make your dreams come true. They want you to find it because they think you're good at sort of fixing things. So you agree to try and find it for them. Um, and it's you sort of going throughout Hollywood settings, um, speaking to people, um, you know, solving puzzles and, and trying to find this scariest horror film of all time. Um, it, what I liked about it was that it's set in Hollywood in the 80s and it really does give itself to that era. So um, as you travel, as you move from, as you travel from place to place, um, which you do so, you know, you just, you, you hail a taxi basically in each scene and then the taxi driver will tell you, will start talking to you. There is actually an option to turn off this if you're like sick of hearing the taxi drivers talk to you. But yeah, the taxi drivers will be like, hey, what about that Reagan fella? Or will like be bringing up bits about the 80s, um, which is quite funny. I think obviously they tried to do, I mean, sometimes the t drivers don't quite, I would say aren't quite politically correct. And I guess that is kind of part of the point that they maybe wouldn't be but yeah sometimes you're a bit like okay i want to just turn this off now but yeah so that, that's how they get around you you know traveling to locations um it, it kind of starts off with one of your um sort of colleagues or associates has been found and they they've killed themselves and you don't think they have um and that's kind of part of the mystery as well as to sort of like work out what's been really going on as you also uncover try and find like the the lost archives of this film that no one's ever been able to find before and so you're going you're doing about this by like going to different scenes you go to uh movie studios um you go to like diners and it's all very obviously feels a bit like if you've ever seen the film taxi driver there's quite a i'm Although that was more like sort of 70s, it's still got that kind of grungy Hollywood edge as in comparison to now where it's a bit more cleaned up. It's still got that kind of uh, Hollywood in, in the sort of like grungy era um, to it. Um, and, and what I, I liked about it, like I said, is that it does very much feel it, it gets that vibe. So, for example, when you're in the diner, there's um, a TV that's on. And this is all basically, I'll say, sorry, it's in pixel art. Um Oh, well, well, it picks a lot, but it's kind of like, um, I would say not, not your sort of secret monkey Island pixel art. It's, it's kind of clearer than that, um, animation wise, but it's all 2d. Um, and, um, yeah, as you're, um, in this diner, there's uh, in the background, there's a TV that's on and it shows in kind of like pixel animated, um, art a different uh, music videos from the 80s like real music videos from the 80s so i was trying to guess which ones it was there was i'm pretty sure they showed bangles what like an egyptian was one of them so it's just those little details you know there's like an arcade machine you can play um there's different posters up that are relating to the 80s so there's quite a few like little in jokes and stuff that if you like that period or if you, if you know the films or um you know, there's there's a, a guy, there's an actor who clearly has, has gotten himself into a cult, which obviously they were unfortunately big things during that time as well. There was a lot of talk around that kind of thing. So, you know, you know, if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's that kind of sort of feeling brought into a game, which I thought was really cool because we've not really seen that. Definitely in a point and click adventure game as well. Um, in terms of the puzzles, they were pretty simple. I will say if you're an adventure game fan at all, you're not going to be um, troubled by these, these uh, maybe one or two might take you a little bit longer but most of it is you know very simple pick up objects you've got an inventory there's not loads of things to pick up so it's, ob it's normally quite obvious what you've got to do to combine them or use them or something i will say sometimes it did feel a little bit off because you're you were kind of picking up objects with without knowing why and then you'd have the puzzle which is obviously is, is a bit tricky to have that that way around sometimes i know being an adventure game fan i was just like well i'll pick this up anything you can pick up you pick up 
um uh so but i know some people don't like that in ad adventure games they want to like have the problem first and then have you know the things that you would use to solve the problem um so that you know but i that didn't trouble me too much but i just thought this was like a really interesting concept for a point and click adventure game um it's there is quite a fair amount of text to get through it's again it's not voice acted it's um uh as, as a lot of these often are they're not uh, it's not voice acted um it's all text dialogue sometimes the, i did find the text a little bit lengthy with some conversations but i thought it had some great characters in it there's this old a movie producer who's great i thought he he was really funny and it was quite fun to like when i was streaming it reading out some of like in different accents and things like that so i i think it got a real sort of taste of of hollywood in that time um and i think it did it did well for, for doing that really and i enjoyed the fact that it felt like something new because you know there's obviously because of its influence there are still so many um games that kind of are set on islands or caribbean settings uh, because of monkey island so it was great to like see let's completely have nothing to do with that and do this instead and i really enjoyed that so if you're if you're into kind of like your, your slasher films or your hollywood sort of era kind of films and w want to know all your horror stuff because it does i mean it does get a, a little bit scary i will say um you know it, it goes it goes pretty dark um so yeah i i mean it's obviously it's not i would say it's maybe not play it as a child but other than that you'll be fine it's not like too bad but yeah it definitely <laughs> you know it, it deserves the sort of thriller aspect of it if you're into that kind of thing you're not bothered about the puzzles being like too simple and you're just interested in that kind of landscape and concepts go for this um i i definitely thought it was a, a, a interesting one and a fresh feel to it that that we're not getting from other places well, well, thank you, Laura. Interesting. Seamless. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting uh, what uh, what you say. Interesting about the puzzles, because on our Discord, I know um, one of our listeners, listeners Kieran, uh, he had the same kind of criti don't know, say criticism that uh, you pick up an uh, object before you know uh, what to do with them. Now, you know, I think that's pretty common, at least in older adventure games. I know there are other games where you... The characters say, well, I'm not picking that up until I know, like, why would I pick up a hose? Why would I pick up a ladder and carry yeah. it around with me? Which I think is probably more logical. You know, like you see this big ladder around. Well, you know, I need a reason to, to carry it around with me. But uh, it sounds interesting. I mean, I have this. I think I bought it. Um, I have According, had according to my steel, you Steam, you have it. Oh, I bought. I mean, yeah, because there's. Uh, I mean, even though the adventure genre is dead, there's still a lot of really interesting adventure games out there. And Nightmare Frames is one of them. So, uh, yeah. So as Laura said, if particularly if you are interested, apparently in these Hollywood slasher movies, uh, even if you aren't, I'd say uh, you can check it out. Um, and it certainly looks very, very interesting. Certainly from the trailer that we saw. Uh, what, what do you think, Thomas? Uh, did that convince you? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. It's got eighties. It's got Hollywood. It's got uh, horror movies. Uh, yeah, definitely one for me. This. Yeah, and again, available on Steam, and yeah, we'll include links to the website, and you can click the links. Yes. Uh, there. So now, uh, Thomas, you played another game, another horror game, uh, The Shore. You went to The Shore, I believe. Um, yeah. So uh, again, I believe there is another trailer for this. No, a lot of trailers uh, this time uh, mm -hmm. for this. I believe it's a, well, you can tell us more about this. Is it Lovecraft inspired? Well, you can tell yeah, us. Yeah, this is, this is 100% uh, Lovecraftian. Oh, uh... so sounds right up your alley. And mine too, but I know in particular you're a fan of yes. uh, Lovecraft. 
Yeah, so just in the shore, you are stranded on an island um, with some, some weird stuff happening. There's a light um, a lighthouse that you can go into, and it's it's very straightforward. It's not like you can... Uh, it, it, the game gently pushes you into the direction that you need to go. And you come across some puzzles, and I must say that the game looks amazing. Uh, it has a very, uh, it sounds amazing too. It has a very, mm. very Lovecraftian feel to it. Um, it's basically almost like a greatest hits of Lovecraft when it comes to uh, uh, the the monsters and the the entities you encounter, which is uh, generally not a good thing for the main uh, antagonist. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> this, usually uh, end up, I don't know, in an asylum or something or, or yeah. worse. They usually end up either mad or dead. So, uh, but you're yeah, you're trying to get away from this island. And I must say, I was enjoying this very, very much. The uh, the game uh, starts mostly as a as a walking simulator. Um, there is at one point you have to um, uh, run away from uh, uh, from a monster, and and you you're just collecting uh, items. You're collecting pages from a journal. You're collecting photos, and you basically you want to. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you learn a bit about your backstory that your your daughter is gone, and uh, and there's a lot of stuff happening. Now, as I was saying, I was enjoying it a lot until I wasn't, because at one point I have to say that I didn't finish the game. I think I was about seventy five percent in, mm. and then um, I came into a section that basically has combat, and I could not get past that. You have this this item with which you can shoot. Uh, uh, energy beam and some creatures you can just destroy but i uh the, there were two creatures in there that you don't destroy at least you destroy them but they they respawn again like two seconds later so you can only slow them down so basically you have to uh, uh and there's two of them not one there's two of them and they're fast mm. so basically you're just you know at and, and i looked it up on on youtube on a playthrough from uh from a, uh, another a gamer and i tried to uh, to do that uh, the way that he was doing it and I, I tried for like 30 times and I could not get past these monsters and I was like yeah that's it that, that this is basically killed uh, the enjoyment of the game because it was really cool up to that point and I I'm not a I'm, I'm not a good I'm not good at, at action I really do not like um, huge uh, arcade sections in my adventure games uh, and up to then it was okay I mean there was just a bit uh, occasional like a zombie you needed to uh, disintegrate or run away from a creature which is all fine but it was mostly uh, just solving some puzzles and, and and very very great atmosphere but yeah I couldn't get past those monsters so I couldn't finish the game and um, it's not like I didn't try because I started playing the game and then I, I, I couldn't finish it and then I watched it and then I uh, I did something else and I got back to it, tried again, couldn't do it, tried again the next day, still couldn't get past them. Yeah. And there was no, there was also no way to make it easier or anything. There was no, mm. you couldn't skip past it. Like I've played like uh, chalk uh, where um, I was failing an arcade section. And after I failed three times, it just gave me the option to skip it. Mm. And it, I, I, I missed that. It did, I, either this game should not have had action sequences like this, or um, should have had some skippable or made it a bit easier to to get past because, yeah, I, I couldn't get past. And that just killed it for me, unfortunately. Yeah, so if you're 
not if you don't like action scenes, you could say that you wouldn't be sure about this game. <laughs> Would he <you> say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, right. as you said before, Thomas, uh, you love my dad jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, that's that is a, that is a shame though because it looks really good. I think it is interesting getting all the monsters and some action. I think might be uh, you can understand why, but yeah, what I say to I mean, I know that developers that they um you know that they might say this is the game that we want to to make which i totally agree with i think they should be able to make the games that they want to make but i think uh you i mean i haven't made any games but if i did i would try and uh you know anticipate any difficulties that players might have and i'd want them to enjoy it okay have some challenge but as you mentioned all the times that you try to get past this section and you still couldn't and you've played action games your know, action elements like chuck and the last of us and other games um, so I think definitely it's probably on the game from what I'm hearing that there should be an opportunity to skip it or make it easier or or something um, yeah. to avoid the real frustration because it's a shame that you haven't been able to finish it. Yeah, I got past them once and then I couldn't find the exit and I got killed anyway. So <laughs> I had to start over again. Oh, and it um, is very frustrating. I mean, yeah. Uh, so... So yeah, so did you enjoy it apart from that? Did you like everything else? Yeah, up, about and, this game, up until that point, I was really enjoying it. It was it had some nice jump scares. It it had a really good atmosphere, uh, some some voice uh, some voice acting that worked for me. That the graphics I thought were were splendid. This is a one man show. This is this is one guy who did all this, and I was uh, really hoping to uh, you know to to finish it, but. I can't, I can't mm. cut past those bastards. No, that's uh, yeah. that's fair. That's fair enough. If it's too frustrating, too difficult, you've tried many times. Yeah, it's very, um, very Lovecraftian because usually you die there. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you're pretty much a Lovecraftian end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I was that's, already that's, going mad. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a shame. You're going mad with frustration. Uh, well, the, char- kind the of... character was going slightly mad, I think, as well. So yeah, <laughs> puzzles. Kind of... were, the puzzles were. Uh, were good nothing nothing too challenging mm. um it was a pretty straightforward game it, uh, it, yeah it's just just a shame of that of yeah arcade section well it would be nice if they added uh something as well but uh but yeah so if you do like lovecraft and if you are okay with action um then uh, maybe uh you can get this game the shore which is also vr i believe yeah, I, I do not recommend playing this in VR. I think you get a heart attack. <laughs> right. Well, if you do so choose, it's on VR and it's also on yeah. Steam. But uh, oh, there's no cats in this one either, by the way. So. Oh, no cats. Probably a good no. thing. Yeah. In a Lovecraft yeah. story, <laughs> probably cats would end cats, well. Cats are usually a good thing in in Love in Lovecraft. They they they're protectors and uh, oh, are they? Oh, defenders. Yeah. Oh, I should read more on Lovecraft. Then you definitely should um cool so that is the sure but uh, as we mentioned uh, thomas is not sure if you don't like action he said i already made that joke but i'm going to make it again um yeah. but uh, <laughs> thank you thomas so now the next game that i'm going to talk about is a game called suzerain uh you play as anton rain so this is um a choice driven mini text adventure with some visuals as well most of the visuals are on a map and then you can check you know click on the different areas in the map to advance the story and then you get parts of the story again we can make decisions mainly 
Um, so yeah, so you are President Rain. So if you've ever thought that you could do a better job than insert political leader here, then now is your time to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is the closest, I think, that we will come, most of us at least, to being a world leader or leader of a country. Um, so you are the, the president of fictional nation uh, Swordland. And um, so this is based, this is set in the early 1950s and it's an alternate history. And it is, you know, fictional countries. Uh, You have other countries around you that are kind of based on real countries, some kinds, but some aren't, take some elements. So you have Arcasia, which is based on the United States of America and United Cortana, which is based on the, well, the USSR at the time. And so you have to make decisions throughout this game. So first of all, when you're elected, you have a mandate. So you get to decide uh, w- what type of leader will you be? Will you try and be progressive? Will you be liberal? Will you be conservative? Uh, will you be try to go more with the West? So it's based on kind of Eastern Central European country. Um, so you have to decide, will you go more West with Arcasia? Will you go East, stick with USS, well, United Cortana? Or will you play, you know, with a bit of both? And then uh, will you be, try to enforce add, add more political reforms? Or will you try and uh, have more traditional values? So kind of these things that you have to decide what to do. And throughout the game, uh, you have a cabinet and you have to do uh, meetings. Uh, it sounds, believe me. And then you have to again decide, okay, what direction do you want your country to go? And then they will let you know, well, this is what we promised in our mandate and our election promises. Uh, so this is what we do, but this is what you can do. And uh, yeah, you have that throughout the game. And uh, yeah, I played this on Switch and I could spend a lot of time talking about this game. But what I'd say is I loved it. I absolutely loved this game. It is yeah. so well written. And I think you might enjoy it as well, Thomas, because uh, no, you don't have to be in, into politics. But if you are into politics, this does go to some detail. And there are some similarities uh, to what's happening in real world. There's some that are, you know, um, by coincidence. So there's, again, you have different possibilities. I played the game twice and I played different. So the first time I wanted to be like a progressive liberal. Um, I wanted to try and enact more political reforms. I managed to prevent a pandemic, prevented a war. Now, this is just my playthrough. It's not really a spoiler. But um, I did all of these, you know, focus on the workers and try and go against the oligarchs and against the big businesses. Uh, but then you have consequences for all of your decisions. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, everyone still hated me. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of realistic in that sense. Uh, you know, just ask any political leader how difficult it is. Um, I was told by uh, my chief advisor said, yeah, the liberals, uh, they um, uh, they won't vote for you. Conservatives hate hate you. Traditionalists uh, don't like you. The minorities definitely won't vote for you. And uh, yeah, basically you're screwed. <laughs> um, so it's really realistic. At least it felt realistic. Um, as I said, with all the, um, you know, it's, it's for world, I think it's one of the best world building that I have seen any adventure game, at least. Um, it's just, it's really detailed. Now you can decide how much you want to get involved in the game. You can read the biographies for all the characters um, and you can just newspapers as well. So there's more liberal newspaper, more conservative newspaper, there's more newspaper for uh, economics, another newspaper for more world events. So yes, yeah, so you have, um, um, so you have to then decide because when you, when you just start, uh, your country's in a recession. 
Um, so you have to try and decide, you know, how are you going to bring the country out of the recession? But then you have public, most of which want more uh, political reforms. The country has had a violent past. Uh, there's been several coups and, you know, it's only recently there's been more democracy and they, you know, a lot of them want um, more kind of uh, democratic reforms. But then so your party, the United Sortland Party, uh, it was the first party. And um, so then there are both conservatives in your party and then uh, more progressive liberals. And you to try and keep them both happy or or not, or mm. align with one or the other and then have the... Uh, the um, or just uh, consequences. full fascist. Yeah. So in my full, second... Full communist. In, in my second playthrough, I went full fascist. <laughs> um, I And I was getting more what I wanted done. So I started off with... Uh, so you have the main... Um, uh, the people against you are the uh, Liberal Party, and then you have another far right party, and so you can align with either either one or the other, or go your own way. Uh, when I went full fascist, it was a very different experience. Now it's still the same game, still the same storyline, but I was first of all again in my second playthrough. Again, I don't even spoil it because everyone have their own different playthrough. Um, one of the options was you could um, put um, false evidence. On a person, I ended up having just people killed because they were they were against me politically, and um, it's uh, it's it was uh, you can you know you also have a neighboring country called Rumberg, which uh, is traditionally your enemy, and they are threatening war with you. They have expansionist plans, so you have to try and decide how to deal with them. Do you kind of escalate? Do you de-escalate? Do you try and make friends with other countries to try and fight back against them because everyone's kind of worried about them? Um, so you can decide what to do there. And there's so many different options that you can do. Um, and it's really well written. Um, I, you know, I, I nearly became obsessed with this game. I was, you know, because mm -hmm. when in my first playthrough, when I was trying to enact uh, the reforms and I was thinking, OK, how do I go about trying to convince both the conservatives and the liberals? And I had a strategy. And then there was another twist that might happen. And again, other people might have different experiences, depending on what decisions you make uh, throughout the game. And uh, I suppose one thing that I would have liked to have seen is maybe more of uh, more debates kind of in the game, you know, with uh, uh, with the people against you. Um, that would have been nice. Again, in my second playthrough, when I uh, I just declared an emergency, because then you have um, uh, young swords who are the uh, more you know the far right wing, and then you've got the Communist Party, the red I think red youth, which is the far left wing, and they start to fight against each other. So you decide how to deal with that, and then the minority is bluish community. So I try and decide how to deal with them. <laughs> And uh, I would have liked uh, some more maybe political debates, uh, but you get some of that as well. And it is, it's it's detailed, but not, at first it might feel a bit overwhelming, but then as you can decide yourself um, what to do, I think it's, it, it's, the game is easy to play, but hard to master because you have everyone else who has their own, you know, what they want their own thing to do. And you have people in your own party who might want to become president. So you might have to uh, deal with that as well. But uh, but yeah, I I mean I would I played through this twice. It's very rare that I play a game twice, um, and after playing through it twice, I want to play through it a third time uh, to see. So it can be a bit frustrating, but again, it's normal if you're in politics. Just ask any politician, I guess. Um, <laughs> just uh, you know, where people will backstab will backstab you again, like in real life, and then you can have 
to deal with who do you trust as well. Um, and I would rate this with uh, games like, uh, you know, some of the most recent classics like Unavowed. They're very different, but I would rate this like Unavowed, uh, like Oberdin, like the, um, the Forgotten City. For me, this personally. is like uh, like a political simulation in the form of a choose your own adventure game. Yes, yeah, so it's like there is a game Democracy, which I haven't played, but that's more strategy. There is some strategy elements, as I said. When if you do choose to uh, try and have more political reform, you can choose how far do you go? Do you have little, you know, change to try and get little by little, or do you go to full way, try to go full liberal, or just not at all, more traditional? Um, uh, you know, it's and it, it doesn't judge you. The game doesn't judge you what you decide. Do you stick West, East, uh, conservative, liberal? Now, the characters will judge you. <laughs> they have their own views. You know, some are more liberal, some are more conservative, some are more centrist, and will give you advice on how to try and win the, the election. Or you can try and, uh, you know, become a dictator. Uh, that is one of the options. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely loved this game. I really, really did. Um, it's, oh, I, didn't, I hadn't noticed <laughs> uh, yeah, I, again, like, like it's, it's a, I would say it's the best game that I've played <clears throat> since Forgotten City. Um, but yeah, I would rate it up there with those with those games. Um, you don't need to be into politics to like this game, but I think it helps if you do. You can see some of the similarities um, as well and some of the issues as well that you can deal with. And, and yeah, it is available on Switch and on uh, Steam and on different places as well. I'm not sure if it's available on consoles. But um, but yeah, I would definitely absolutely recommend this if you get a chance uh, to play it. Uh, it's really good story, really well written game, and the choices really matter uh, in this game because uh, I've had two playthroughs and they've both been very different. Um, so yeah, good. definitely Suzerain, and you can get it on Switch or I got it on, or you can get it on Steam as well. Uh, any questions, Thomas, or shall we? No, you were pretty clear. <laughs> so yeah. So the final game we're going to talk about uh, tonight, again, we're going to go to Laura, uh, where you play as a cat. This time it's not an animal detective like uh, Inspector Waffles or Nine More Lies, but an actual cute little cat, cute little kitty in a cyberpunk world. So, uh, Laura, what do you think about this game? So the second game, you might have heard about it, uh, that I'm going to talk about is Stray uh, by Blue 12 Studio and publishers Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this game. It's been wildly popular, uh, basically because you play a cat. And I think people just for some reason really love the fact, much like with Untitled Goose Game, they really love the fact that you could play as an animal and be a bit of a nuisance, I guess. But it is quite interesting because unlike Untitled Goose Game, it's sort of set in um, an alien world. It's a world that I think it, it purports to, it used to be Earth, but times have changed. You start in this kind of quite post-apocalyptic setting. It feels very much like The Last of Us, which I wasn't expecting from, from this game. It's kind of this leafy, overgrown area. You're with your kind of cat friends. Um, and unfortunately, you get separated. That's not much of a spoiler. That happens in the first sort of 10 minutes of the game. Um, and you find yourself actually sort of trapped inside this um, sort of city, uh, this slum city. 
um, which has been populated by robots who are scared of going outside because there's these like head crab, you know, in, in half-life type enemies called the Zerks. Um, and they're, they, they're very scary, these Zerks, and you do come into contact with them. They're sort of um, little, like, like I said, like head crabs in, in half-life and they uh, sort of cling on to you. Um, and you, you meet these robots and, and it's kind of, um, I, I, I was interested in the fact that you, you get to explore and, and speak to them quite a lot. So the main part of the game is helping these robots find a way to get outside again because they've been trapped inside for so long they want to find a way out. They've been stuck inside this huge area and they want to find a way out. So a lot of it is you speaking to them. There's these huge areas you can explore, and you do that by um, there's a lot of platforming elements. You being a cat, you can jump up to different platforms. It, you know, it's kind of vertical exploring, exploring all these uh, roof rooftops, uh, jumping across rooftops. It's uh, Luckily, there's a context button for jumping, so I think they did that so you're not just... Um, falling everywhere and dying because that would probably help a lot at the beginning i was like oh would it be nice just to be able to jump whenever i wanted but actually i can see why they've done that there's also a button to, you press circle if you're playing on a gamepad to meow which is great there's a specific button just to meow which is fantastic there's also context sensitive buttons like an action button some of them are have you interact with objects others have you you know just scratching a sofa or or scratching a um a rug as a cat so there's a lot of they've clearly gotten a lot of thought into what would it be fun to do if you were a cat um so you're jumping about you're exploring the different cities there's a couple of different hub worlds that you get to explore there's collectibles in the hub worlds that you can pick up in the slum area there's a guy that you find um who wants to learn more music so you can find sheet music for him um as you go along as well you make friends with a little robot droid called b12 and he kind of helps you um, um, he, I think it's a he, to be fair. I, maybe I shouldn't gender them. Um, they um, help you with sort of things that you wouldn't be able to do, like reading the alien language. They also help you speaking to the robots because you, you actually don't speak at all. There's no voice acting in this game. But I actually think that kind of worked because... Um, you know, it's an alien world, you are a cat, it would be weird that if you were speaking to robots and they can't speak to you directly and they have their own language. So I actually think that made sense and it probably helped them cut a few cost corners as well. But um, yeah, I thought that made sense for that, for that part. Um, and yeah, it's all text dialogue. There's some there's sound effects and things like that. I have to say the music in Stray is great. There's this, it feels very sort of Blade Runner, sci-fi. There's these sort of like, and quite soothing as well. These sort of soothing beats and synths um as you as you know that sort of swell and 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 fade depending on the situation and sometimes when you're climbing clambering up these rooftops you feel a bit like a kind of uh, feline assassin's creed character sometimes you, you you've got to work out oh, how am i going to get up there do i jump to here first and then jump there um and this music is sort of swelling around you it feels really cool um they've made it look fantastic as well as you're exploring all these areas it's it's got this kind of i know it used to be base it, well it was intentionally base based first of all on a city in Hong Kong, uh, an area, sorry, in Hong Kong. Um, and you can kind of get that Asian feel of, there's like all these neon lights and 
um think like a kind of city feel that you get or but a city that used to be you know amazing and has now kind of fallen under to this decay uh, and um and rubbish basically it's all overgrown and and you know things are in the way there's clutter and dust and things like that so you you explore like i said you explore these places you speak to the robots with the help of your friend b12 you do go outside these uh, populated areas and that's when you have to face the zerks uh, a lot of that is by stealth there is some stealth elements fairly simple or you can just sort of ru try and run past them with your platforming elements um to do that yeah i mean you just press the run button basically you can die so uh there are you can't uh save manually and that's my one little issue i had with it is that um sometimes if you you know it doesn't save automatically if you get collectibles like you know certain collectibles it'll save after others it won't so uh, and then you might be like well i've got to wait for the next checkpoint now because it hasn't saved even though i've picked up this collectible so there's no manual saves it's all automatic so that's the one thing i know sure she you might not like that very much but most of the time it works fine certainly if you die you're going to be you know pretty much close to where you died so it is it would not maybe like 30 seconds beforehand um and and you basically if they do get hold of you you've got a chance to get free by pressing circle a lot uh, if you're using a gamepad so that's the kind of and they're quite tense sections there is a near the end there's a fair bit of stealth with not just with the um not just with the zerks but there's a bit of uh, stealth with the droids as well there's droids that kind of are looking to get you and you've got to um get get sort of around them as well so there's a bit of action bit of stealth um i guess that, that that's the main thing really that that is uh, the, the sort of thing you've got to avoid but it's not too difficult i would say you you'd be able to do it and the story itself is pretty interesting you you know you're discovering what's happened to this world you're discovering why it, it came this way you can kind of just go for the main story or you can explore these hubs and that's what i really like doing the exploration really um you know there's so much there's loads of little details they've put in this game and like i said it looks fantastic it really really does look great with all the neon lights and the sort of red hues that they've got um so i yeah I, I it was a joy just to explore it it was a joy to just be pouncing about like a cat and they really the animations for the cat are really well done so um I, I really like that and i think it was it was just about the right length it was about six to eight hours i can't quite remember how long it took me but i thought that was just the right length for it it didn't need to be any longer the story you know had enough beats to it and there's a couple of interesting twists and turns i, I would say the story isn't like anything particularly spectacular it's you know post-apocalyptic world and that kind of thing but um yeah honestly it lives up to the hype which was exciting i didn't know if it would um but yeah i i really did think think it was great and anyone who's you know interested in in playing a cat or if anyone liked untitled goose game or the last of us um you know there's lots of other games it feels a bit like but it does tread its own turf it, it manages to to be its own thing and i think it, it does that by just being really polished i think it's a really well-made game they knew what they were doing obviously you know annapurna interactive they, they know what they're doing with games they can put a lot of money into it and take out a great product and they've done with this and yeah definitely i would say play it well thank you laura sounds good yeah i sounds... think uh, i think this game is gonna duke it out with elden ring for game of the year yeah, thirty people seem to be enjoying it. I've um, only heard positive feedback from. Yeah, pity about uh, you know the saves. Oh, come on, developers, <laughs> uh, please. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it looks really, really good. I have this uh, next on my to playlist 
Uh, so I'm delighted to hear that uh, Laura really, really enjoyed it. And everyone seems to be really enjoying it as well, where you play as a cat. But it seems to be like a good game as well, not just because you play as a cat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, hopefully I'll be able to play it uh, relatively soon as well. Uh, so I think that's it for another uh, epic uh, episode. Um, yeah. Pity we didn't have uh, Laura live with us, um, but at least we heard from her there uh, twice. So thank you, Laura. Uh, for well, Hopefully uh, she'll be back for the next time, right? Hopefully, yeah, back in August. Now, hopefully I'll be here because I'm going to be on holidays. I think I will be. I don't know if I'll be able to finish. Okay, I'm currently playing through Siberia. I managed to get past the bug. Uh, so I'm still playing that. So um, other games that I hope to play, um, get it time um, time permitting, is Lord Winklebottom investigates, and uh, people can listen to and or watch my interview with the developer Charlotte Sutherland of Cave Monsters as she spoke about the game. I'm really enjoying what I'm playing so of it so far. It seems it's really really good. Uh, really funny. Love the humor in it. It's very British humor in it, but also really good story so far. Um, so you play as a giraffe in an Agatha Christie type uh, murder mystery with some horror-ish elements, so, you know, uh, that I would say it's some hammer horror as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really interesting. You can People can check out that interview now. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, Thomas, I know again, um, August, I, don't, I know that uh, you have a family coming over, so I don't know how much. Yeah, we both have our play. birthdays in August. So. Yes. We'll both have our birthdays as well to celebrate. So uh, do you plan on playing anything or do you know yet? Uh, well, I do plan on playing something. Uh, oh. I'm not entirely sure what yet because I uh, I think Firewatch maybe. Yes. Uh, because I have, still haven't played that one and I now have a PC that should be able to handle it. Uh, but yeah, there's there's just too much choice. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many games to... Uh, I have to sit down and just pick one and just go play it oh i know it's it's hard to decide which one it's kind of like you know if you go on netflix and you could decide what to watch now it's like decide what to start to play the the first choice is am i gonna am i gonna go to youtube netflix amazon (laughs) prime disney plus that is true tv uh, which uh, one am I going to choose first? That, and then, that is, and then you get to the whole. Right, uh, that is that is true. Too much choice, and now say, well, with adventure games at least, it's like, oh, there's so many. I start playing a game, then another good game comes out, and you start playing that. But um, yeah, I uh, feel like I'm still catching up from two years ago. Oh, oh, I know. To me, well, speaking of game from two years ago, I finally finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, um, well done. That's yeah, not an thank easy you. game. No, now, um, full, full disclosure, I did play this on easy mode with some cheats. Um, because That's perfectly fine. Otherwise, I would not have finished it. It's still hard because you can still die, even with God mode. I still kept falling with, on the platforming elements. It's a very hard game. Now, yep. uh, very briefly, what I will say is I really enjoyed it. It's the developers, uh, the, is it Respawn, I think? Uh, who yeah. developed, I know EA published it, but Respawn, Respawn. It's like, felt like they get Star Wars. They know Star Wars. Uh, this wasn't simply like a, just a cash grab. It's like you really felt like you were in the world 
that a planet felt like it could have been in a Star Wars movie or now TV series. Um, the the acting was really, really good. Story really, really good as well. A lot of exploration, a lot of extras you can do. You, know, you can go off exploring if you wish. Um, that it felt like you're you're in a Star Wars world. It's and again, if you're like me, you're not good at action. You can play on easy mode and with some cheats as well on PC at least. Um, but again, people yeah, I, I decide... have it on uh, on PlayStation, and I don't think uh, there are any cheats on PlayStation. Oh no! Oh well, and, uh, I'm not good at action games. Uh, <laughs> although I was I was pretty decent when we played uh, It Takes Two. That was, yes, uh, yes, that is true. Maybe but, I'm, um, I'm 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 okay with platformers, but less okay with shooters. Yeah, this uh, this is quite hard, and it can get quite intense, even if you do her on. God mode, but one thing yeah. that I would have liked because it's it's very frenetic. You go and you know every planet that you visit. It's uh, you know you go and you explore and you kill some enemies. What I would have liked is some different. No, because I'm an adventure game player. You know, if you had some camera moments where you could just simply walk through a market and talk to characters. There's a little bit of that at times, but I would have liked more of it. You know, like in the Star Wars movies, go to a yeah. planet, you know, in the market and just interact with the characters there. That I was. A little bit repetitive at times. Like, again, you go kill these enemies. You have to go and find this thing, explore this planet. Again, very, very good. But I really would have liked, you know, just to be able to... A bit more interaction interact. with... Uh, yeah, just yeah. talk to characters. and. Oh, that's fair. Um, but still, if you are into Star Wars, I would definitely really recommend it. And in the new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series, they use uh, scenes from the game. And they do? Yeah, uh, oh. I don't want to give any spoilers, but and they have said, I think Kathleen Kennedy has said that the, yeah, the game is canon, and they're going to start do oh, yeah, 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 use yeah, yeah. use uh, some scenes uh, from the game. I don't know, it's spoiler. We might qu- we might even see the main character back in live action as well. That, that would be, be great, awesome. I think, um, because yeah, the game is again certainly really really good. So uh, definitely recommend that as well if you are into Star Wars and uh, yeah, if you don't mind some action um as well but again there are ways around it yeah uh, so so yeah so i think that's uh that is it for uh this month and again another epic length hopefully laura will be back uh next month and uh, hopefully we can uh talk about what are what are adventure games we've been playing hopefully i will have an adventure game <laughs> to yeah. discuss but we'll have something we always we always do so exactly uh, thank you thomas uh, thank you thank- sersha uh it's been lovely speaking to you and uh yeah I hope everyone uh, takes care. Hope uh, everyone enjoys uh, what's left of the summer, if you have a summer. (laughs) Exactly, and keep on questing. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at AdventGamePod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you
Thank you.